Can paralysis be cured? My rather painful family story and an incredibly hopeful future. I can walk. So could my dad. Until one day in 1995 when he found himself confined to a wheelchair. Yes, your imagination is right. It was a very difficult experience for him. Not just the emotional part, there were all the changes, the adaptation of the house, and how do you sleep in a wheelchair? I'm afraid your spinal cord has worn severely, Mr. Withington, said the specialist. It took a few minutes for those few life-changing words to sink in. You see, my dad was a practical, factual kind of person. He'd run a a salaries and wages department. He'd been a motor mechanic, and at one stage, he'd even owned his own small business. So he knew how to handle life. But how do you handle news like that? Well, just a few months before, Dad had been walking. Since childhood, he'd, he'd always walked with a limp, But now he noticed, with each passing day, that he was finding it rather more difficult to move. His legs weren't responding quite the way they should. It was mid-afternoon and the doorbell rang. Dad got up from the chair, walked sluggishly across the lounge, through the hall, and he opened the front door. But the visitor had long since disappeared from sight. It was time to see the doctor. Within the next few weeks, my dad completely lost the ability to move his legs. And it became increasingly difficult to grasp things with his hands. You know, it's at times like this when we really appreciate how wonderful our National Health Service is. Completely free at the point of need. They supplied my dad with a manual wheelchair And when he got to the stage that he was unable to manoeuvre that, they helped him with a battery-powered wheelchair. Although Dad was never one to accept change easily, he knew he had to accept this one. He even learned how to sleep in his wheelchair. The house was adapted, a new bathroom and a special shower were created downstairs, and even the door handles were changed. But it still turned mum and dad's lives upside down. Sometimes it was just the little things that they remembered that they could no longer do. No more camping trips to Wales. No more driving mum to the shops. Even getting into someone else's car was an ordeal. Still, dad refused to sell his van. That was his link to a hope that one day he'd be able to drive again. He kept the van under the lean-to in the backyard, as month by month, year by year, it rusted away until it was beyond repair. Reluctantly, Dad found a scrap dealer who was willing to tow it away. Even after losing his beloved van, which had been one of his last hopes of returning to the sort of life he'd previously known, Dad refused to give up hope. I've seen a car, he told me one day. A car? I quizzed. Yeah, 
I'm going to save up and buy it. Saving up to buy something was Dad's thing. Avoid debt at all cost. <laughs> Maybe I'm a chip off the old block when it comes to that sort of thing. But saving up for a car on a state pension, especially when you can no longer drive a car, let alone get in one. But how are you going to drive it, Dad? It's a specially adapted car. You access the car in your wheelchair and you drive it with a joystick. I could see the logic, but I could also see the dangers. By this time, Dad hadn't driven for 10 years. Now, in his 80s, although his mind was still sharp, his reactions had slowed down. And added to that, the roads had become much busier. I've booked a day off work, Dad, I announced one day. Oh, great, I'll phone the showroom and tell them we're going down there for a test drive. Well, I helped Dad get into the passenger seat, disassembled his electric wheelchair and put it into the boot. And pretty soon we were heading down the M6 motorway to Birmingham. The salesman there showed Dad the controls and let him manoeuvre the specially adapted car along the garage floor. It had been a long time since he'd been behind the wheel, but Dad was determined. Unfortunately, Dad never did manage to buy his dream car. But despite my reservations about him driving, never once did I discourage him from pursuing his dream. Why, David? Because it was something to aim for. It was a goal in life, an achievement to go after. Listen, we all need hope. No matter what age we are, no matter what our abilities are, there's always hope. Never let go of that. When my dad passed away, we chose a wonderful charity that family and friends could donate to. We chose Spinal Research. Why, David? Because Spinal Research aims to find an effective treatment for paralysis. Is that possible, David? Listen, Spinal Research works on the cutting edge of technology and medical advances that aim to make it a reality. They want to enable people, just like my dad, to be able to walk again. Granted, it won't help my dad now, but it is aiming to help those many other people who suddenly find themselves confined to a wheelchair with a devastating prognosis that they'll never walk again. Spinal research gives people hope. This is what they say. Spinal research is the UK's leading charity funding medical research around the world to develop effective treatments for paralysis caused by spinal cord injury. Just recently, I celebrated a significant birthday, my 60th. Yes, I know I don't look old enough, and I still don't act my age. Anyhow, Facebook asked me if I wanted to support a charity for my birthday, and guess which I've chosen? And at the time of recording this, people have given generously. Now that you know what Spinal Research does, maybe you too will want to support them in their research for a cure for paralysis. 
and help celebrate my 60th birthday at the same time. There's a link on the blog where you can find out about them. Listen, are you grateful that you can walk? Me too. Let's celebrate that. Let's go out in the wide open spaces and take a walk and spend a few minutes just being grateful. But not just yet. Right after you've checked out Spinal Research, of course. Oh, and after you've wished me a happy birthday.